Hey guys, we got ATT Athletic Training Tuesday today with Mike Millward. Mike's going to talk about sports specialization. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Bases Loaded Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Kennedy. And it is ATT Athletic Training Tuesday with my pal Mike Millward. Mike, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's going great. Loving these, man. Yeah, man. I'm getting some some uh, good reviews having you on the show. Uh, so obviously, you know, as an athletic trainer, you are you know more so obviously focused on your your job with teaching at Pioneer. How's that going with the distance learning stuff? Uh, it's it's going well. I'll tell you. Um, it's different, you know, especially I teach a hands-on class. And when you, when you take a hands-on class and turn it to an internet class, it makes things difficult. But I'll tell you, these, these kids, for one, um, have more going on than I think kids have ever had. And they're, they're working hard. They're, they're, the kids are doing well. They're working hard. We're working hard. And I think we're all excited to try to wrap this up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I've said this a bunch already, but it, it truly is a, a tough transition for all, you know, everybody involved. You've got you know, it's tough for parents. It's tough for the kids. It's tough for the teachers. And like you said, it's 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 coming to uh, to it to an end soon. So, um, so last week we wrapped up the uh, the ATT, and you talked about uh, sports specialization for this episode. So, can you tell me a little bit about that? What does that actually mean, and why did you want to focus on that for today's episode? The the big key for the the reason behind it is is parent education, coach education, and kid ed- education. Um, I have these conversations very often with parents, uh, more so when I was a full-time athletic trainer, but I still have them quite a bit. And unfortunately, it's typically as we're talking about the athlete coming back from a an overuse injury. Could be from specialization, could be anything, but typically it's a kid that's playing a sport, they're doing a little too much, they've got an overuse injury, and then we kind of get into this. I did a little research and found that there was a study done a few years ago, 1,500 parents, um, just question, answer, subjective study, and 80% of parents reported that they had no knowledge of age-related training loads. So how, how much time should a kid really spend with directed instruction playing a sport? And when you look at 80%, there are millions of athletes, and a lot of what they do is based off of what the parent tells them to do or what the parent involves them in. And as a parent, you, you could push them a little too hard. When in doubt, think always think we talk about playing games. And when you take the playing out of the game and it's not fun anymore, that's where these kids start to have some of these issues. Uh, so we talk about sports specialization. I want to make sure the audience, I want you to hear what I'm saying. There's a few things I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying, if that makes sense. So when we talk about sports specialization, we're realistically talking about younger ages. Um, early sports specialization is defined as Uh, a kid between the ages of five and eight that is focused on one single sport. Now there's also single sport athletes at all ages. The specializer is not the same as a single sport athlete. There are lots of athletes out there that they enjoy golf or they enjoy basketball. They play baseball. They're not elite. They do it because they're average ish. Um, They enjoy it. And it's okay to be a single sport athlete. Then we have our multi-sport athletes that are exactly what it sounds. They train different. They compete different. They're involved in, in multiple sports. So when I, when I refer to sports specialization, it's, it's defined in the research as focusing and training on one sport for eight or more months of, of the year. So 
Um, well, again, when we say early sports specialization, we're talking ages five to eight, late sports specialization, ages 12 to 15, and then we'll get into kind of that, that after puberty and when, it's, when it becomes a role. Now, keep in mind, we talk about specializing. We're talking about in these five to eight, eight, nine to 11, and 12 to 15 age ranges. This isn't the same as, you know, LeBron James stopped playing football when he was in high school because he was going to be a multi-million dollar athlete. Not the same as the athletes that decide, the high school athletes that decide not to play a sport because they've committed to a scholarship. This is different. We're talking about the kid that is putting all of their eggs in one basket. They're all in on maybe it's baseball, maybe basketball, maybe football, um, maybe gymnastics. And we'll get into that. It's a little different beast. But this, it's not, not the same there. So we have some, some differences in what we talk about with specialization. Okay. So if I, you know, if, if a, a student athlete would train for just one sport, um, you know, the likelihood of them playing in college or, or pros, is that any higher if they focus on one thing? Actually, no. You would think that if you want to be great at one thing, you focus on that one thing. Um, but there's a lot of, a lot of negatives that come from this specializing or focusing on one sport. You know, if we look back to the 2017 NFL draft, I tried to find more recent and I couldn't. Um, 98 of the first 107 players drafted in the NFL were multi-sport athletes. Every football player that was drafted in the top 20 played two or three sports through high school. Um, so when we look at the, the elite levels, there, it's not really a big difference. Um, there was a study of 2,600 uh, Division I athletes. 34% of them specialized in high school. Uh, I saw another one. It was one single college. 40% of their athletes um, specialized that one sport through their high school years. So your, your chances of making it to the higher levels is not statistically higher by specializing. And there's a lot of negatives that come along with this. So when we talk about specialization, and again, we're talking about starting this in the younger ages. One of the biggest issues we can have is what's called burnout, um, which has some overtraining pieces to it. When we use the term burnout, burnout, we're basically talking about the athlete wants nothing to do with the sport anymore. They were great. They once loved it. They want to quit. And it's due to the chronic stress. So that's the time commitment, the hours, the things they have to sacrifice. They're not all in on it and they're being forced to do it either by their parents or being um, talked into it by coaches, fear of letting people down. And that burnout can actually lead to um, high stress and anxiety, learn, losing the, the ability to cope with some of those issues, major mood swings and mood disturbances, difficulty sleeping. sleeping. Um, it also has been, been linked to eating disorders and that goes for both males and females. A lot of times we don't focus on the male eating disorders, but, but male athletes have them also. We just typically don't recognize them. Remember, when, when the fun is lost, when it, when it becomes more work than, than it is enjoyment, that's when the kids don't want to play anymore. Another piece we have to worry about, time loss injuries. So we've all had that ache or pain or sprain or strain or bruise that we played through. Um, but when we talk about time loss injuries, these are injuries that for whatever, because of pain or because of function, maybe the the tissue is damaged at a level they can't perform, you are twice as likely to, to suffer a time loss injury as a sport specializer. And a lot of that's due to muscle imbalances. So when we do the same thing over and over and over again, the same sport, the same movements, one side of the body can get stronger. So the muscles in the front maybe are stronger than the muscles in back. And then we're not, so our, if we talk about the muscles of the thigh, maybe the muscles in the front are stronger than muscles in the back. So the knee as a joint isn't as stable as it could be. Now we're increasing our risk for an ACL tear. Um, again, when we stress the body over and over and over the same way, eventually the body can't, can't recover anymore. So every time we train, we do a little bit of damage and a little bit of damage and the body recovers and recovers and recovers. 
but when we're spending so much time on it every week, all year, every day, all every week, all year, the body just can't keep up anymore. Another major issue, we talk about the early sport specialization. So again, we're talking about ages five to eight here. The athletes over time actually don't, don't have the same motor development and overall athletic ability than they would if they played multi-sports. When we look at coordination of movement, you know, throwing a baseball versus shooting a basketball versus running are all different movements. And the, the younger you are as you start introducing those movements to, the, to these kids, the better they become. There's some major social and emotional concerns. You know, a lot of these athletes spend so much time on this sport that they start to lose their identity of who they are outside of the sport. Um, they, they lose friends. They, they ruin relationships. And it's, the stress is just out of the world when these kids really start just saying, I'm all in 100% on these sports. We've got the risk of burnout. We've got risk of injury. The younger ages, you're actually decreasing their overall athletic ability. And, and we have some social emotional concerns that can come from it by the end. So no, it's, it's a scary subject. It really is. Okay. So obviously from, from what, you know, you're saying, um, you know, you shouldn't specialize obviously specific uh, certain situations. Uh, so what should an athlete do to give themselves, you know, the best chance to try to try to compete when they get to that sport? Cause there are going to be situations where, uh, you know, it's going to work out for certain, certain kids, but if I'm a multi-sport athlete and I'm competing against another kid in a specific sport, and he's all in for that sport all year round. Um, you know, when I get to that sport, am I going to feel like I'm behind the, the eight ball a little bit? There could be a psychological piece there that maybe psychologically you feel, wow, this kid play, you know, let's use baseball, for example. This kid plays fall ball and he's in winter hitting clubs and now it's spring baseball season. Man, he's going to be better than me. And, and that's not really necessarily true. If you've been taking care of your body, you've been training in, in multiple aspects. So when we say aspects of training, we're looking at strength, power and speed, endurance, flexibility. Um, you've worked on, on movement-based activities, so moving forward and backward, side to side, rotation, and you're working in all the different planes that the body can move in. Your body's more ready for the sport than the other person's is. Skill is still skill. Uh, there's, there's some God-given talent. There's work ethic. I think we can all agree LeBron James isn't isn't in the conversation of greatest of all time without some God-given ability and then a heck of a lot of work behind it. Um, but he enjoyed it. And you know what LeBron spent a lot of time doing as a kid? Playing street, street basketball and pickup games. And there's a lot of research that says playing without coaches present actually helps, helps these younger athletes improve even more. So they have some direct instruction where they're being coached, but they're also spending time working on those skills, trying new things, and having the fun that, that they started playing the sport with in general as those skills improve. Um, really teaching kids how to, how to deal with wins and losses, you know, winning with humility, losing with dignity, overcoming the stress of a good game or a bad game. Um, and also being conscious of the amount of time you as the athlete or as a parent, your kids putting in what they really say, the international Olympic committee came out with some studies and they recommend that the amount of hours you spend per week should on a single sport should be less than your years of age. So if we're talking about an eight-year-old, you know, that eight-year-old shouldn't be putting in nine, 10 or more hours a week in basketball. And when we talk about these, we're talking about the time with directed training. So coaches present training for the sport. So if we talk about a sport where you're watching film and you're, you're lifting and you're practicing, those are kind of interrelated, but don't, don't calculate in the same amount of time. So being, being aware of the time they're putting in and work smarter, not harder. It seems crazy that 
I'm, I'm doing a podcast and I'm telling you, if you want to be great at one thing, do more things. But that's really how this one works. There's the, the concept of, you know, 10,000 hours creates mastery. And there's a little bit of truth to that. But when we talk about sports, it's, it's not necessarily the same. Now, little, little asterisks here. There are some sports that really do, requ- if you want to be in that elite category, they really do require that specialization at a younger age. And when we talk about these sports, we're talking about gymnastics, figure skating, and some dance. And the reason those really do, if you want to be at that elite level, um, you know, the Olympic gymnasts are in their teens. So to really get to that elite level, we do kind of have to specialize on those ones. But we can do it in a way that promotes recovery and maintains mental health. And, and as long as the athlete understands what the end game is, we're okay. But there's a lot of, even when we do it with these sports, there's still a lot of risk to it. I think a lot of us are familiar with the Tiger Woods story where he was introduced to to golf at a young age. Um, He had a a dominant parent. Um, His life was very regulated and structured around golf. That worked for Tiger Woods, but there's so many other athletes we don't even know about because they hit that burnout phase, gave up on the sport and didn't want to do it anymore. So when, when we identify talent, that's when we tend to push kids a little bit too far. And that talent could be with music. It could be with art. It could be athletic ability. Keep in mind, a lot of times we're still talking about kids and we need to make sure we let them be kids. The multi-sport athlete typically has a a better mental health, a better um, grasp on reality, and they ultimately typically become better athletes. If you watch the NFL draft a couple of weeks ago, you know, they show footage of these athletes as they get drafted. And there were tons of them that they were showing basketball footage just to show off their athleticism. You know, the multi-sport athlete creates a better athlete. Okay, so do you think this is going to get um, you know, better, or are we going to continue to see more? Because let's be honest, man, college tuition is not going down. Um, you know, student loan debt, which is so enjoyable to pay off every month, that's <laughs> going to be here for a long time. Uh, you know, the thought of your child getting a a scholarship, whether it was you know athletically or, or academically, is a is a great thing to think about. Um, but you know, when when you look at it, if the misconception is to focus on one thing do you think it's going to get better or I, I think it's going to continue to get worse to be honest with you um and, and for all the reasons you said you know when that when that young kid starts to show some talent people start thinking scholarship and pros um is it realistic for a kid to get a division one scholarship or division two scholarship some of them yeah but when we really look at the statistics of how many kids actually get scholar how many high school athletes there are versus scholarship athletes at the college level it's a great goal I, i'll never crash a kid and, and discourage a college sport but you can become that college athlete without the specializing. Do I think it's going to get better? No, Gabe, I don't. And there's actually been some um, prospective studies they're doing that they, they anticipate this number of sports specializers going up and up and up. And the reason is because they, they, want, they, they want that, that fame. They want that scholarship. Um, when I was a kid, there was a little bit of travel baseball in the summer, but there, wasn't the, there weren't 400 AAU clubs and JO volleyball clubs everywhere. You know, the, the accessibility to becoming a specialized athlete is bigger than it was when we were kids. You know, if you want to be a soccer player, a volleyball player, a basketball player, a baseball player, there are clubs and gyms that are dedicated 100% to that sport year round that you can go play in. And as long as we have those, I don't think this is going to get any better. All right, Mike. Um, now to the, to the true test. What is the Browns record going to be this year? Uh, <laughs> I think, I think there's a realistic chance of the schedule, the schedule just it, it came did. out. What's the I think there's a realistic chance they could go eight and eight. I think eight and eight is a realistic season. 
is is that a successful season for in your mind or not? Um, let's see. Let's see how the the preseason starts off. Um, see how these the new coach, the new offense. You know, there's a lot of unknowns with a a new regime in town. But eight and eight, you, you can't hang your head where we were in the last five years. But no, I mean, short of I think every every fan wants to see their team win a championship every year, and you know, maybe someday in my lifetime, you know, we'll we'll get to see that Brown Super Bowl. So. I think a a playoff season is is what I would call successful. If they can go, you know, ten and six, maybe a nine and seven and get a little lucky, maybe that could get them in the playoffs. But I think eight and eight's realistic and ball bounces their way a couple of times, maybe that turns into ten and six. So you try to go to well, you do go to an away game every year, uh, with your cousin, yeah. right? Yep. This would be I think year yeah, eight or nine. Did you guys Okay. Okay. Did you guys pick? It is. Uh, have you talked oh, absolutely. As soon as the schedule came out, we were on the phone looking at we. <laughs> what we do is a, a day or two before the schedule comes out, we really rank. Um, you know, here's the here's the ones we haven't been to. Now you rank them and I rank them. We're going to send them one, two, three. Send, and um, <laughs> that way it's not like oh well you said and we go with it. Uh, and this year, Gabe, uh, we are going to Dallas. We're going to see the, see the Browns really? beat them boys. Well, let me know if you got extra room on the flight. <laughs> I, uh, I, I would love to go. Yeah, to we, we debated Dallas and Jacksonville, so Dallas won. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas is uh, – that's, that's a good decision. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike. I appreciate you uh, being on the show again, man. Athletic Training Tuesdays are, are a fun time for me, man. Thank yeah, you I, I've enjoyed it. I really have. We're going to transition from this sports specialization and really talk about how these athletes can recover to try to reduce that risk of chronic injury, um, whether it's the the sports specializer minimizing that injury or the transition from sport to sport. So you have a a 13-week football season if you don't make the playoffs, starting with two-a-days, and then basketball starts on Monday after your last game. How do we we make that transition without causing extra stress, extra unnecessary stress to the body? Awesome. Looking forward to it, Mike. Thanks thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bases Loaded podcast. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bases Podcast. Thanks.